Hello and welcome to the first episode of the East Coast Tech Sports Podcast. My name is Austin Mayrath. Uh, today's date is January the 13th of 2024. It is a Saturday morning and we do thank you for tuning in and listening with us, um, hopefully moving forward as well. Now today's episode, uh, since this is our inaugural uh, podcast episode. Um, what we are going to do is go over a little background on myself, on our podcast, where the idea came from, why it was started, where the name East Coast Text came from. Unfortunately, uh, no one actually calls me that, um, at least not yet, but maybe someday that would be really cool. And I'll also give you a little insight on what you can expect moving forward on future episodes as far as the structure is concerned, as well as any potential topics and things like that. So without further ado, let's let's jump right in. And before we, we get into the nitty gritty, I'd just like to thank my unofficial sponsors of Folgers uh, for bringing you today's episode. Uh, no, they don't actually sponsor me like with money. Um, I'm just on cup of coffee number four today. So quite literally, we could not have the episode uh, without their contributions. So thank you, Folgers. And also, if anyone out there from Folgers is listening, please don't sue me. But also, please reach out if you are interested in sponsoring uh, this show. So let's jump right in. Uh, like I said, my name is Austin Mayrath. Um, I was born in Dallas, raised in Coppell, Texas, right outside of Dallas. And up until about 2021, uh, I spent my entire life inside of the state of Texas. And in 21, um, with my wife, we moved to Charlottesville, Virginia. And then from there, we went to uh, New York City, where we are today. And even though I live in New York and my closest friends and family um, call me a New Yorker, uh, I still am a diehard Texas sports uh, fan. And I still carry uh, the Stars, Rangers, Cowboys, Mavericks, not quite as much. Um, we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure, at a, at a further episode on, on why that is. But, and, of course, Texas Tech. Um, I still carry all of them very close, near and dear to my heart. Still follow them all very closely. And the reason why we started this podcast uh, mainly, uh, number one, reason number one is with a little nudging from my wife because I was driving her insane while watching a game, I would probably at some point start ranting and raving about God knows what. And she's not exactly, uh, Susie Colber, you know, she doesn't really care about sports and she's looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? And just kind of nodding along, like, I can't believe I married this imbecile. Um, so she, she suggested that maybe I should have an outlet, um, to, um, have a place to go to give my thoughts on my random sports, um, opinions. And so that was part of why I started this. And then the other part of this process is, is really, you know, as an outlet for my friends and family, you know, I, I, I live very far away from home and. And uh, this could be a great way for them to listen in and, you know, hear other updates and things going on in my life. Um, throughout the podcast, I want to incorporate, you know, certain funny stories, things I see in New York, because that's always a common question I get asked is what, you know, hey, Austin, what do you experience? You know, what's it like living in New York City? And it's really hard to, 
you know, kind of write all of that down. Of course, I can send funny videos of, of rats in the sewers and subways and things like that. But um, I thought this would be a great way to kind of document some of the things I experience uh, on a daily basis that are not usually things that you'll you'll you know see at the the local Kroger in Coppell or at HE Supply Co. on Lower Greenville in Dallas. So um, that is another big part of uh, the podcast. So the name East Coast Tex, where did that come from? Well, number one, it's always been a dream of mine uh, for folks up here to call me Tex. And it hasn't caught on quite yet, although my wife's uncle Mike did call me that one time. I walked into his house and I heard a big, hey, there's Tex. And it, it actually made my year. That was one of the cooler things uh, that happened to me that, that year. So thank you to Uncle Mike uh, for that. So, you know, you combine Tex. You know, I'm still obviously very much a proud native, most of the time naive uh, Texan. Um, and then also being in New York City, East Coast, it all just kind of flowed together. And that's where it came from. Now, moving forward with our podcast, um, obviously, you know, the episodes as we move forward, I'm not going to give you my personal history and background and everything. Um, how I will structure it will be. You know, I would like to give a funny little update, life story, even maybe even restaurant review. Um, that's another question I get asked a lot from my friends and family back home is, you know, where's the best pizza or the best Mexican food or Tex-Mex in the city? And so I'll give a little quick update on that. And then the rest of the podcast will be some updates on mainly the stars, Texas Tech and the Rangers uh, then followed by Cowboys and Mavericks, a little bit under that. And then, of course, any other random sports stories going on that have caught the news. Um, that is where we will cover that. And I'll also give a little background on my fandom. You know, I used to do this. People always ask me, you know, Austin, who do you love the most? Who's your favorite team? Are the Cowboys your favorite team? And I do this dumb little hand level deal where I put like, you know, at the very top, I put my hand really high above my head and I'll say, you know, you have the Stars, Texas Tech, and the Rangers. Those are my big three. And then the hand level, a little bit under that is the Cowboys. And then a little bit under that is the Mavericks. And so um, that's just kind of how my my levels of fandom fall. And we'll, we'll get into the details on why that is at a future episode. Um, and then also in future episodes, we'll have special guests uh, on here. Um, to talk about things other than uh, Dallas sports, of course, and give you a little bit better flavor and feel of New York City. So our next item on our agenda today is I wanted to give a little funny story um, of something that happened to me um, within my first couple weeks of being a resident New Yorker. Uh, this happened, so we moved to New York City in mid-July, about six, going on six months ago now. And I got invited to go to the Mets-Cubs game uh, at City Field out in Queens. And to get out there, you you know, from our apartment, it's, it's pretty easy. You just you take the subway out there. It's about a 45-minute, hour-long subway ride. I went with my brother-in-law and some of his buddies. And, you know, on the train in, in New York, you'll – or I guess, sorry, on the subway in New York, you'll see a lot of weird things. It is what it is. You know, you just pull up any social media and you can see a bizarre thing happening on the New York subway. So I preface that um, because we were, 
you know, on the train, each of us had a beer in our hand, nothing crazy. You know, it wasn't like we were doing keg stands or doing anything ridiculous like that. Um, we just had a beer and, you know, we're going to a ball game. You look around, there's 30 other people on the train doing the exact same thing. So it's about, I don't know, 6.45, 6.50, 10, 15 minutes before first pitch. So we're right in line uh, to get there on time. And we get to the subway stop and all of a sudden we feel this tap on our shoulders. And it's this NYPD cop. This kid couldn't have been more than 20, 21, had a nice diamond stud earring. Um, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos lately. This kid could have easily been one of Tony's henchmen, you know, uh, in season two, uh, of the show. And, and so anyway, he pulls us off. I mean, like literally grabs our shirts. He's like, yo, you're, you know, you're coming with me right now. And we're all just kind of looking at each other like, what the hell? So we get off the train and, and he says to us, um, you know, did you know it's legal to, uh, be drinking, uh, on the subway? And in my head, like, you know, you see all these war stories about New York city and the crime and, issues going on and 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 I'm thinking really this is this is what we're cracking down on is a, a couple of you know bros going to a baseball game having a beer on the subway and you know I I told the cop I mean I'm not from here I I don't I didn't know that and fun fact is you can drink on a a train that's why I had to to specify train or subway so you can drink on a train from Grand Central Station up to Connecticut, that that's legal, you know, and on the Amtrak, they sell alcohol. So, I mean, what the hell do I know? You know, you, I see people drinking on the, tr- on the subway all the time. I, I didn't think anything of it. I see people doing a lot worse on the subway. Um, so anyway, so he's given us the riot act and when I tell him, you know, I'm from Texas, I, I don't know, I didn't know that. And this jerk cop just takes that and goes, oh, okay, you didn't know. And then he turns to my brother-in-law and says, and you knew this and you let him and my brother-in-law who is much quicker on his feet than I am said, uh, sorry, sir, you know, we weren't trying to cause a ruckus. And the cop just kind of looked at us and realized we were very harmless and, you know, tried to reass the riot act a little bit more. And then he said, throw that shit out. I don't want to see this shit anymore. And then, uh, we had to get on the next subway that came through. We ended up being 15 minutes late to the game. Uh, the Cubs, everyone in our traveling party were Cubs fans, and they hit a leadoff home run, first pitch of the game, and so naturally everyone was pissed off about that. But yeah, in my head I'm thinking, like really, like my first time really on the subway as a New York resident, I get pulled off by NYPD, literally while someone's peeing over in the corner, you know, so it was a bit of a bizarre experience uh, for my first time, my native voyage on the subway and my native voyage out to Queens. So as we continue on and each week, I'll update everyone with any unique stories and experiences that, uh, may come my way, uh, as an everyday New Yorker. So, okay. So now to shift gears to our final segment, uh, of today's show. Um, I just want to touch on some of the big news of the day. Um, or I should say this week, and then um, give a quick prediction update on uh, Cowboys-Packers playoff game tomorrow, um, as, and then just do a quick update on the Red Raiders basketball season so far, just some quick thoughts on it. Um, but I want to start off with Nick Saban retiring. Um, 
I think it's great for college football as a whole because, in my opinion, is I think we can all agree Saban's probably the greatest coach ever. Um, I don't really know that there's much of an argument there, um, you know, with Frank Leahy or Newt Rockney or, you know, anyone from the 60s, 70s, Daryl Royal, Woody Hayes, Bo Schimbeckler, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think they pale in comparison to Saban, so that, that's – that's pretty obvious, most national championships in a short time frame. But I do feel bad for the folks in Mississippi State, South Carolina, Florida, Vanderbilt, you know, Kentucky, some of the other schools in the SEC. Now they don't have anyone to uh, look at and brag about when they talk about their conference because, let's be honest, the SEC, in my opinion, is a bit of – a charade in the fact that I, I've it's always driven me nuts how people say the SEC is, you know, by far and away the best football conference. Um, you know, of course you can make the argument and they probably are the best as an overall conference, but the gap isn't nearly as much as you're led to believe. Um, and a lot of that is because people will point to national championships. Well, who's obviously won the most national championships the last 10 years. It's Alabama and Nick Saban take them out of the equation and it's a bit of a different argument now of course lsu got one kind of out of the blue um georgia has now kind of replaced alabama as that team you know that's always there but you know to me it's like what came first you know chicken or an egg chicken or the egg you know the sec being amazing or the you know espn push by guys like kirk fraud street um you know, to say that the SEC is the best conference. Well, why do they say that? Well, they have a deal with ESPN. So naturally, of course, you know, they're going to push their product as much as they can. Look who signs, um, you know, all the ESPN personalities, paychecks. It's, it's uh, you know, because of the SEC TV deal and, and all that. And that, that's a whole broader topic. We don't have enough time to get into all of that today. But just to give you a little taste about my opinions on, uh, the SEC and the media machine um, that it's created, and and circling it back to say, but now that he's gone, I think you know the cycle can can come back a little bit, and college football can get back to uh, being a little more spread out. Hopefully, you know, with this new era that we're going in, where it's going to be dominated by TV deals and what your perceived value is, as opposed to your actual on-field product. But okay, so. Next topic, Cowboys, playoffs. Um, You know, anyone who knows me knows I am one of the more, I hate to say negative, but I guess more realistic people. I I do not like Jerry Jones. Um, I really do think that his influence on the team over the last, you know, going on 28 years, really 30 years. I mean, you go back to March of 94 when he fired Jimmy the Cowboys haven't been the same and what has been, you know, every year the Cowboys, you know, don't live up to expectations, we'll say. And what's the one constant in the 30 years you can change coaches, quarterbacks, defenses. What's the one constant? It's the uh, Jones family that I swear, I think their, their whole dream in life when they took over the Cowboys was to become the next Ewing family. And I, and they've accomplished that since it's pretty much an entire family run organization now. So 
I usually go into every single Cowboys season with the caveat of, yeah, but, you know, in, in my opinion, I don't think that they ever will um, get back to winning a Super Bowl with Jerry Jones in charge. Um, now, tying that back to Sunday, to Sunday at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, I think the Cowboys kill the Packers. I don't. Last time I checked, uh, Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers. Fun fact, Jordan Love's college coach was a gentleman by the name of Matt Wells. For most people, that probably doesn't mean a damn thing. Um, for anyone associated with Texas Tech, that is like mentioning Darth Vader or the guy in Harry Potter. You know, you just – Voldemort. You don't mention Voldemort's name. You don't mention Matt Wells' name around a Texas Tech fan. Um, he, you know – as a person, wasn't nearly as bad as Tommy Tuberville, but my God, was it bad football to watch. And the reason he got to Tech was because Jordan Love had a great senior se- or junior season, was a first-round pick. Utah State went 10-2, and enter Matt Wells uh, into Lubbock. And anyway, I just don't think that somebody who was coached by Matt Wells for more than a couple years is actually going to be a good quarterback, at least not yet. He's got a lot of flaws and bad habits he's got to shake so i think the cowboys win they'll probably start slow typical cowboy situation where they'll overlook green bay a little bit at first but i just i think dallas is too too good uh to beat or to to fall to green bay now next week if they play la um or you know detroit or philly my upset special in that other game by the way is la to beat uh Detroit. So I actually think uh, Philly beats Tampa and comes to Dallas and LA beats Detroit and they go to San Francisco. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the Cowboys fall tomorrow, you know, divisional round. That's a different story. And of course the NFC championship where they haven't been since 96, I think that's a completely different story, but focusing on tomorrow afternoon, Cowboys win probably 30 to 17, 31, 14, somewhere in there. You know, I don't think they're going to just completely blow out Green Bay, but I don't think it will be a close game uh, late. So that is uh, my Cowboys update, uh, NFL playoff update. Um, it sucks that they're moving the Buffalo game uh, to Monday because who doesn't love a, a good snowy playoff game? And also very excited for the Chiefs-Dolphins game. You have a, you know, a, a team that can't catch the ball in the Chiefs. Their receivers have really let Pat down this year. Um, I don't think they're going to do much better catching the ball in you know negative twenty five, negative thirty degree wind chill. Um, and Miami, they're you know somewhat on fraud watch. They haven't really beaten anybody any good uh, outside of the Cowboys, I guess you could say. Um, and they're certainly not good when they're outside of sunny South Florida. So that'll be a fun game to watch. The the under patrol is definitely on that. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. So I would definitely take the under. Uh, but, of course, everyone's probably going to take the under, and it's going to end up being a ridiculous 42-35 game. That's, that's how it always works. Um, final uh, update today, our Red Raiders basketball team. Um, I don't want to harp on this too much right now. It's still early January. Um, but through two conference games, I like what I see. I like this Tech team. Do I love them? No. Do I think they're going to the Final Four? God, no. But it is nice to actually see offensive basketball um, now that the man known as Mark Adams 
and uh, his situations off the court with his brother's his sorry his dead brother's uh, widow uh, is thankfully out of Lubbock, and now that Chris Beard has moved on to now two different jobs uh, since his time in Lubbock, but those two had something in common. They had great defense, but my God, did they have terrible ba- terrible offense? Um, they had a um, a real apt at slowing down a game and making it just unwatchable. Well, thankfully, um, with Grant McCaslin, who actually was known for that coming in, uh, that was kind of his MO was grinding to a halt games, winning ugly 45-44. Um, we haven't seen that. We've had um, really fun basketball to watch. Pop Isaacs is great. Um, he's got a little situation he's going through that sounds – uh, insane, a little too reminiscent of the Craig James situation with Mike Leach. Um, don't want to delve into that right now, at least not right now, given that there's not a lot of information other than smoke and mirrors and rumors. And it, I don't want to sound like a complete jackass speaking out of turn on that if something were to come out differently, but it does smell weird um, with a, uh, how do you say, um, the helicopter parent not happy that his kid wasn't getting playing time and and all that. If you want to know more, just look at the name um, Matt Steffi and Chris Wash, and you'll know more. And hopefully, don't have to. Hopefully, that situation's kind of in the past now with with for Pop. Uh, he's having a great year. Um, I really like Chance McMillan off the bench. He's a little spark plug. And Warren Washington's great. I just don't think Tech has the depth to compete. Um, you know, on a national scale, but they'll definitely be fun. Um, definitely be entertaining for the next few months here. Um, I've already gone back on my promise that I'm not going to stay up late to watch tech, uh, conference games because they usually tip off around nine o'clock on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. And thanks to big 12 officiating, um, don't end until 1130, 1145 on some nights if it's, uh, just one of those classic Big 12 games where there's a million fouls, a million reviews, a million stoppages, and overtime. And usually when that happens, Tech ends up losing. That's just that's just how it goes. Um, they play Kansas State this afternoon. Um, I think Tech should take care of business to get to 3-0. Then they play Houston on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember exactly, but they play at Houston. Um, should be a nice little mini home game for Tech. Um, I know Houston basketball is obviously really good, but at the end of the day, they're they're just a, a commuter college. You know, um, you know, most of the f- people that go to Houston they actually live at home. They don't actually, you know, live on campus or anything crazy like that. It's like, you know, not exactly uh, going into Allen Fieldhouse or anything. I expect a good Tech alumni contingent to be there, uh, out in full force, especially if Tech's three and zero in conference play. So with that, we will wrap up our show. Um, thank you to everyone tuning in. Um, really appreciate it. You know, soon we're going to have a website up and some blogs for you to read. I'm a little bit more focused in on certain topics. And we'll just kind of keep evolving this media channel as we go. So for now, thank you very much from the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Um, so long, and we will talk again next week. Thank you. Thank you.